right, welcome everybody. We're at our satellite location, and it's just for this weekend with the Seafood Fest. So next week we'll be back at home base at Nine Cedar Road. So I'm glad everybody made it out. So we're getting all the bugs worked out. And so today's message, I believe there's something in there for everybody, and they said amen, right? Let me tell you, every message from the Lord is for everybody, amen? There's always something we can adjust, something we can glean from. The question is, are we going to have an open heart for that? So I pray that we come listening with an open heart and ready to receive. I titled this off one of the songs, uh, some of the lyrics that we wrote in the last song that we'll share with you. And the song is actually called, Heal This Heart of Mine. And I know sometimes we just are in a place in our lives that our hearts are heavy. Can anybody say amen to that? Sometimes it's just very difficult times, even as a believer. But you know what? We don't have to stay there because we have the gift of God in our lives. So with that being said, I want to just kind of jump in and kind of identify some of the hurdles. I started out Wednesday praying about a little message and uh, end up kind of adapting the Wednesday message into the Sunday message. And we know that everybody has hurdles in life. Amen. I mean, not just one, two or three, but it's a constant. Uh, it's a race. You know, we're pressing into that. And so with that being said, I want us to kind of look at a few things today, and I want to just glean from God's Word. This is not a complete list that we're going to go. We're just going to hit about three or four things. But I want to start off reading our scripture here. If you can see that, it starts out, and our scripture is 2 Peter 3, 9. It says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you. Somebody say amen, right? Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God's desire for us is to know him and know him deeply in his son, Jesus Christ, through his son, Jesus Christ. And sometimes we get in a spot in our life where we go, how much longer? Am I the only one to pray like that? I think all of us at some time have said, Lord, when is this going to change? When is this going to change? And and I want to encourage us through those seasons that God is making changes in us a lot of times. Making changes in things around us. And, and even when we don't see the, the greatness in that, this side of heaven, we know that we have a great God that is always working all things together for the good. I know so many people that I look out across our, our church family have lost folks, have been dealing with different things and have struggled with different things. But I'm going to tell you what, you guys are victorious in Jesus and I think you guys do an amazing job of continuing to point the praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. So how many people like that little doggy on there? I don't know if any of y'all saw my Facebook post last night, but I had a lot of help from my cat, man. He was all climbing all over me, old Conway and stuff. We love our animals. I tell you what, I think the Lord just blesses us with uh, animals to keep our blood pressure down. How about y'all? That's some good stuff. So uh, when we're thinking about this, when we're, we're, sometimes we just feel left out, passed over, left in a holding pattern. Does anybody feel like that sometimes? We're just like, man, what's going on? Or just sometimes we just seem to be in that pretty dark place. Does that mean God forgot about us? Absolutely not. I tell you what I found over my 52 years and walking with the Lord the last 20 is that usually in those places, God's doing the biggest work in my heart. Amen. You don't necessarily see it when when you're in there, but when you come out the other side, you can look back and say, man, Lord, where would I be without you? I talk to folks all the time. And and, and unfortunately, being a pastor, you do quite a few funerals and and visits and stuff. And I've, I've had people tell me this, buddy, we're going through a tough time now. But we know that our loved one knows the Lord, so we'll see them again. And they ask me this question or this statement. They say, what in the world do people do that don't know the Lord? Friends, they, they suffer bad. They hurt bad. 
And you know what? We can bring them the message of hope through Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that we never have a bad day. That doesn't mean that our hearts don't get hurt and, and things like that. It doesn't even mean that sometimes we don't get angry. Nobody gets angry in here, right? <laughs> I love it when they laugh. That means, yes, you got us. Yeah, we do sometimes. We just, you know, sometimes the, the, the day can get the best of us. But I pray through the message today that we let the Lord get the best of us. Amen? So everybody doing good? We're going to jump on in with our first point. And here we go. Dealing with delay. Oh, man. We want everything right now. How many people want everything right now, usually? If it's good. If it's good, we want it now. If it's bad, we'll kick the can down the road a little bit. But I want us to realize this, that God has a divine timetable. I said, remember, nothing takes God by surprise. I want to say that again. Nothing takes God by surprise. God knew you would be here today. He knew that we would have a place to come today. He knew that you'd be listening online today or maybe even later. And that's great because God's word has no expiration date on it. It's just as fresh as the day he, he spoke it out. And I want us to grab hold of that. But he's an on-time God. You're going to hear me say that a lot today. We serve an on-time God. If you look back through your life, I think you probably really agree with that or different situations. But in the moment, you're thinking, man, he's running late. Man, he should have been here by now. I'm going down. This is what happens, happens sometimes. But I'll tell you what, we know that he is an on-time God. Got some good scriptures to encourage us with today. I hope you guys can see that. If not, you got your Bibles, you can follow along. I'll tell you what the scripture is. This is Psalm 139, 16. And you talk about God knowing us from the very beginning. He says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How many really, 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 really enjoy the gift of life? We do, don't we? And some days we have to remind ourselves that we need to, to, to rejoice in that because some days can be pretty tough. And, and I want us to take a look at this. I said, don't squander our gift. I said, time is ticking. Live with the urgency for the kingdom. So here's a question for everybody. What urgency are you living with in your life? You ever thought about that? Oh man, I gotta get to work. I gotta be there. Oh, we gotta be here. We gotta be at the seafood festival. We gotta do. Uh, uh, uh. We can get all wrapped around the wheel and miss out on the best thing that God has for us. Man, when we start our day out with the Lord and ask Him to order our steps, everything changes. Have you ever had a day that you got your calendar and that thing is just packed? You go, how in the world am I gonna do all these things? But yet you take a minute and you say, Lord, you know, set my priorities. In some way, somehow, God manages to get it all done. And I tell you what, as we seek the Lord, even if it doesn't turn out the way we think and maybe there's something that's left off the list, I bet you when you're seeking the Lord, he's going to keep the main thing, the main thing. The question is, are we keeping him as the main thing in our life? A couple of things here. I said, you know, let me jump to the next one here. Be wise with the gift of each day. What would you want to know in each day? Let me, let me phrase it this way. Would you want to know the exact time and day that you were going to leave this place? I thought about that last night. Would you like to know your exact destination? Uh, we know the destination is, is heaven and we've got a relationship with the Lord. But the last day you'd be here. I, I don't know. Any, any, how many say yes? I got one. I got some 50-50s here. And, and how many people said, we'll just let God sort that out? Yeah, most hands on that. And I don't think it's a wrong answer. I'm just saying, you know, I, I just had that question last night. And, and the reason I ask you that is how would we 
live each day if we knew the exact date, the exact time. Kind of getting our hearts and minds together. If you knew you only had 55 years, 3 days, and 16 seconds, how would you live different today? If you knew you only had, pick a number, you know? It doesn't matter what the number is. But see, here's the thing. We really don't know how much time we got. Today is that gift. That's what I want us to see. Be wise with the gift of each day. You know, I, I really, really try to live out each day to the fullest. Probably sometimes too much on, in my own strength, and I need to let God set my schedule. Well, actually, I could set, Lord, set my schedule, and then I want to take my calendar back. How about you guys? Y'all ever do that? I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I need to do this. But when we look at this, think about it, not out of fear, because if you're a Christian, we know where we're going when we live here. Leave here. If we're 10 or 110, we know where we're going. But I, I want us to really do that, to set the stage as a reverence to the gift that God gives us each day in life. That's what I love. You know, Denise had asked me one time, she said, well, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you want to do? I'd say, I told her this. I said, I'd want to be a chaplain in the hospital. She said, you want to work in the hospital? I said, well, that's a good place for Jesus to move, amen? Because every time I, I go anywhere, pretty much, I, I try to try to share the Lord, whether I'm at an ice cream stand or, or wherever, but I know that people's hearts are soft sometimes when they're at the hospital because things are going on. That reality of that timer kicking down starts getting closer and closer and closer. So washing the car and making sure the yard is just perfect and all those different things tend to go to the back burner. All those things are good. I think we should be good stewards of what we have. But you know what? When we really start thinking about it, and this is not in my notes, I've sat with many people over the last 20 years that know that their time is coming very, very quickly. I think about one of my friends that just popped in my mind. Oh, John Haywood. I spent some time with him. And, and he knew he was not doing well. And he told me, he said, I want you to come by the house and I want you to talk to me. I said, yeah. I went by there. First thing I asked him, I said, do you know where you're going when you leave here? He said, absolutely. He told me the day he asked the Lord in his life, he remembered where he was at, everything else. I said, that's good. That's the best news I heard today. And then we started talking about life. And my weeks would, would go by and months go by and he was battling and, and, and doing everything and, 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 and Julie was taking great care of him and friends were coming alongside. And I said, man, teach me. Help me to know what's going on so I can minister to people. Because I'm not, I'm not in that situation where you are at this particular time. What can you teach me to help other people? He said, man, we worry about a whole lot of stuff that don't matter, buddy. He said, we get our priorities so out of whack, it doesn't matter. Now, this is a man that's on the countdown. But let me tell you something. Each one of us is on the countdown. But he knew that time was getting close. And those things that we just walk by and we say, yeah, I'll tell them I love them next week. Or I'll kiss her when I get home. Or I'll tell my kids great job on their test when I get home. One day, we're going we're gonna to run out of roof on that. Now, this message is not to upset anybody. It is to try to take the callous off our hearts and soften our hearts so that we listen to the Word of God and so that we become what God wants us to be, moldable. Amen? So you think about that for just a minute, some of those questions. I said, do we listen to the Lord with a renewed expectation after hearing that? Let me listen to what the Lord has for me today. You know, I talk about this from time to time. 
When we've got a, a personal relationship with the Lord, we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Knowing that Jesus paid our sin debt in full and we come to him by faith. That's the gospel message. That's the only way to heaven. And that's what God says about it. That's what his word says about it. But also, there's a judgment day. And that's not going to be for the believer as for his sin. Because sin's already been taken care of. Where did he take care of it? On the cross. It's done. It's finished. But we're accountable, right, for what he's called us to do. Do you ever see the Lord and say, well, what is it that you want me to do? Many times we do. And then when we hear from him, we go, yeah, but I didn't want to do that. Yeah? I'm just being honest, right? You know? But I, I want us to take this time for us being from our other building here out of our comfort zone to really take us out of our comfort zone and think about some of these things. Think about some of these things. So I, I pray that we look forward to what God has for us. Let's take a look at this. Since God's plan is to lead you forward to what can be, not to have you looking back with regret on what could have been. I think back, I, I went, I went to, to the seafood festival yesterday a little bit, and I was walking, and me and Thomas were walking, and I heard them jamming. Man, them guys were sounding good. They were playing some songs I used to play back in the day. And me and Tom said, that sounds like your old lead singer. I said, man, that sounds just like him. I was looking at him, I got, got a little closer to know, but the guy was doing a great job doing his thing, and, that, and, and that's great. And somebody walked past me and said, why aren't you up there? And I thought to myself, I said, years ago, I would have probably said, man, I want to be up there. And I thought, man, Lord, you got me right where you want me, right in the middle of your people sharing the gospel message. I said, you know, I had my chance up there. Playing and stuff. I said, it's a lot of fun. I said, but you know what the Lord did for me? He lets me play music every week. And he go, oh, wow. And you know what? I got to invite some more people to church. I got to tell them about Jesus and everything else. So think about this. We don't always have to be center stage to be used like you're on the center stage. Amen? Maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's at the PTA meeting. I don't know. Wherever it is. But wherever you are as a believer, you take God with you. Amen? I want us to hear that today. So a lot of times we think, isn't it my turn now? Isn't it my turn? Isn't it my turn to do this? Isn't it my turn to this? How many people think about that sometimes? Or let's look at this, you know, dealing with delay. Man, I can't, I work with guys all the time. Man, they say all the time, especially I guess at my age, they're doing this. How long till you can retire? How long till you can retire? Man, I mean, just how long can we retire? Well, I'm going to tell you what, that's great. And I look forward to that day and I pray that I, I never Quit doing what I'm doing now because that, that's, to me, that's just life. But then I look at around some of the lives of people that are retired. I think they're working harder than me. <laughs> Everett's cutting three and four yards. Jimmy's on the roof over here. Grandmama's working in the garden. I'm thinking, I'm going to stay at work. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I'm just trying to, I just don't want to wear out, man. But, you know, you think about it. Jimmy, my father-in-law, told me, he says, man, he says, I have no idea how I did everything when I was working. And that was, by the way, that's one of the best things that ever happened to me when my father-in-law retired. Then he said, we need to do this. I said, well, you need to call your daddy. I think he can handle that. He's retired, right? But that doesn't mean you quit. That doesn't mean you just roll over. That means that God opens up another avenue in your life that you can continue to serve and do and go and hopefully be able to enjoy some things and not be in that hustle-bustle mode of life. Amen? So let's keep on rolling with all those things. Now, I, I want to talk about regret. I almost jumped ahead of myself here for a second. In listening to the Lord, right? I'm going to go back to this. Listen to the Lord with a renewed expectation. 
When we deal with delay, sometimes we can get guilt that, that can kind of slip in there and different things and, and dealing with doubt. But you know what? How many people think that maybe Moses might have had a little regret sometime? Man, if I just didn't kill that guy, man, I'd be sitting pretty. How about David? I should have just I should have just stayed home. How about Peter? I should have just shut up. Right? Can anybody put their, their, their pieces of their life in some of those things? You know? But did God go on and continue to use them? Absolutely. And I want you to hear that today. Delay doesn't mean no. I know many times in my life, and you ask, you, you can answer this in your life. Are you glad that maybe God took a little extra time in some areas of your life? You know? You know, my kids came along later in life. I would not be the dad at 20 that I was at 25. How about y'all? And, and Jesse got real fortunate because I'm I about 35 when he came along. So, you know what? But I tell you that the pressure's on because he wants to do everything Thomas did, and that's eight years earlier. He's like, come on, let's go running. And I go, your brother could go with you. Yeah. I remember this. I remember we were doing it. Me and Thomas was into all the karate stuff, and we were running and all this and getting all that stuff. And, and, and Thomas got his black belt when he was about eight and a half, nine years old. And we were running, doing some laps. I remember he says, Dad, Jesse was just born. He said, just think. You could do this with Jesse in eight years. I said, I, I hope he wants to play soccer or something else. Jesse did karate, did real good. Matt and he goes, you know, I think I want to do something else. I said, that's a good idea, son. That's great. Yeah. And so he did all those different things and, and played and, and, and loves doing a band. And, and all of us are gifted with different things. But, you know, think about this. Sometimes we let regret get shackled with delay and let other things creep in, and that goes to my next thing, doubt. How do we deal with doubt, okay? I said, don't yield to your doubts. Live boldly. Whatever failures or setbacks you've had in the past, they're in the past. I'm going to say that again. Whatever failures or setbacks that you've had in the past, they are in the past. Aren't you glad? Some people bring them out, man. You know, you ever seen your friends you haven't seen in a long time? Maybe that's why I don't go to uh, some of the, what is it, class reunions or stuff. You know, I don't need, need anybody to tell me that I'm old and fat. <laughs> I got a mirror, right? You know, but as time goes by, they go by when I see people, they go, hey, what's going on, man? You know, and I get to share a little bit about what God's doing in my life. That's that's really cool. I want to live boldly, but I can't live boldly in buddy. I got to live boldly in Christ. When I talk about being bold, I don't talk about being arrogant. I talk about being secure in Christ and working from that platform of Jesus Christ and say, hey, Lord, if you say go, I'm going. Lord, if you want me to talk to somebody, I'll share that with them. Hey, if you want me to say this, I've got to share this with you. I don't think I share this. My wife don't even know this one. This, this is this is a this is a Jesus moment, right? This is I shared it at, at uh, Tuesday night. So many of y'all know that I try to count my, my carbs. And let me tell you, I'm up on the numbers this week. I've been counting them, boy. <laughs> I mean, I've been counting them. Right? But every now and then, I reward myself with a piece of carrot cake. Now, other than one of the ladies here cooking carrot cake, there is one other place that has awesome carrot cake, and it's the Scrimp Shack. I don't even eat food there. They go, hey, Mr. Buddy, how many pieces of cake do you want? I said, well, it's Saturday. I need two. Got to hold me over for tomorrow. So I went there, and I got two pieces of carrot cake for me. Two pieces of pumpkin spice for my wife. Now, my wife can take a layer and eat one little piece of cake. It'll last like two weeks. 
a layer today, a layer tomorrow. I'm like, give me that thing, right? So anyway, I've got it all average. I said, man, I've been walking a lot at the season festival weekend. I can probably get another one this week. But anyway, so I go, and I'm being Mr. Wonderful there. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? They're over there. And this lady sits down, two ladies over there, and I said, excuse me. She said, it's our first time here. I said, did you try the dessert? She said, no. I said, why don't you let me buy you a piece of carrot cake? She said, I will. I said, okay. I said, what would you like, ma'am? She said, I'd like a piece of that pumpkin spice. I said, now the pride. So the lady comes over with my bag with my two pieces of pumpkin pie, pumpkin cake, and two carrot cakes. I said, excuse me, I need two more uh, pieces of cake, please. Carrot cake and pumpkin spice. She says, uh, you got the last two. And I turned and I said, somebody bought the last one. <laughs> I couldn't believe I said that. <laughs> in, in that moment, I said, somebody bought the last one. I was at a point of decision. I said, but I'll tell you what, I want you to have this one. No, I didn't. I said, I want you to have this, and I want you to have that. She said, baby, I don't want to take your piece of cake. I said, you probably saved me about 500 sit-ups, but I ain't going to do them anyway, but go ahead and enjoy it. So in the midst of that, right, I had a choice. I could have said, well, you know, next time you're here, they should have some. Yeah. I got a poor little starving wife in there, just as big as a minute. She loves carrot cake. No. But you know what? And, and the reason I bring these silly things up because that's what we deal with. That's just life, isn't it? You know? And that might not have been a big deal, but you know what? Maybe that's just a test. God said, I know you like that carrot cake. Why don't you, you just open your mouth there, Peter. You know? But I, you know, I just say, but next time I'll just say, how you doing, ma'am? Can I get the door for you? <laughs> but you know what? That gave me a, a moment. And everybody, let me tell you, everybody was looking at that moment because there was a lot of people in there. And everybody, nobody was paying any attention. It was just like, like the record went, what you gonna do there, fat boy? Here, here. But you know, I like sharing those stories because that's real life. So I had a choice to live boldly or just go, see you later. So I don't know, man. I thought that was kind of funny after. I didn't even tell Denise. I just come out with a big shovel lip and said, are you gonna eat all yours? She said, I'm just eating a little bit, but everything was good. Let's keep on going here. Be determined to trust God regardless of your current situation. Let me say this. I realized that that just flowed right off my tongue. And that's real easy to say. But it's difficult to live. Let's read it again. Be determined to trust God regardless of your current situation. You know what I found out when I was in some really tough situations? That's all I got anyway. When you get your mind wrapped around that, it changes everything. It don't matter how much money I got or how much is the 401k. It doesn't matter any of those things. It doesn't matter. Am I going to trust God in this situation? Because there's things that money can't fix. There's things that doctors can't fix. The insurance can't fix. Your spouse can't fix. Mom and dad can't fix. But God can work it all together. So be determined. I like, I like what we got there. Be determined. That means when you're determined, you got a choice. I'm going to trust God. I had a buddy of mine. His wife was, was putting in for another job at one time. And she really wanted this job. And she had been praying about it and praying about it and praying about it. And I said this, right? Mr. Mr. Faithful here. I said, so what's plan B? She said, plan B is plan A. I'm not wavering. All right. And that woman got the job. She said, I'm not wavering. Because, you know, in, in our minds, we go, well, if this don't work, I'll do this. And if that don't work, I'll do this. And this don't work. It's, it's not bad to have a plan. 
But she wasn't, she wasn't looking to the left. She wasn't looking to the right. She said, no, I believe the Lord spoke this into my heart, and I will not back off on that. Amen? Man, let us have that boldness and tenacity. Amen? Keep on going. Don't count yourself out when God's in your corner. Somebody say amen there. I want you all to hear that. When, when the sickness comes, when the bill collector comes, whenever, whatever happens in your, in your life, when you're passed over on the team, you think you were going to be chosen and you weren't. How many people used to play Red Rover, Red Rover, send Buddy right over, right? Oh, yeah. It, you know, you get down, when you, you're getting close to the last one to be picked, you're like, man, what's wrong with me? Why didn't they pick me? You know? Back then, they didn't pick me when we did the, the dodgeball and stuff like that because I was so thin that was a, I was a hard target, right? Now they say, we'll take him, pinata boy. Come on out there, right? But you know what? Those times right there, but aren't you glad? Or during those times that I've been through difficult things, when I've come out on the good side, I still remember being on the tough side. Did that make sense? I've been, I've been second string. I've been passed over. And so when the time comes and I work harder and, and, and do get, you know, the, the top spot, I don't forget about the guy that didn't get the top spot. Because, see, when you win first place, there's somebody that won third. You see what I mean? I am not saying everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> I'm just saying be compassionate and bold and do not, you know, we don't have to rub stuff in people's face, but just be humble. Humble is the word I'm looking for in those areas. But I tell you what, because we go through different things, I think God builds that into our life and helps the greatness come out. Expect great things. Amen? How many people expect great things? How many people came today expecting to hear a great word from God today? That ain't about Buddy Chapman, about a great word from God. Buddy, get out of the way. Let the world go forth. And I hope that's what's happening today. Again, our title, Looking Up When We're, when we're Feeling Down. And I'm going to get to that. I'm just setting the stage. Because there's so many things in our life when we deal with delay and we deal with doubt. But, you know, somebody said this one time. Said, if you never expect great things, you will never attempt great things. So live out your life boldly. You know, you ever, you ever seen this? I've seen this being in the music thing. You have people playing music and everything else. You see all the behind the scenes and stuff. And a person makes it in their star or whatever. And I'm just talking in the world, these things. I'll use a couple other examples. And, and, they, and they're there and they go, man, I tell you what, they made it. And all of a sudden, all their family just think they were amazing. That's great. But when you were living in the car and asking them for $15, they thought you were a loser, right? They thought, what are you doing? You need to get a real job. But they had a dream in their heart and they kept pursuing that. Now, that's just in the world. All right? What about other things? Just enter your job. You know? Sometimes people say, man, you know, I can't believe that guy left the job. He had a good paying job. Left that job, was a missionary. Maybe God said, that's where I want you. Amen. Can you ever be in a better place than where God has called you be, to be? I don't think so. We just need to listen to see if we're in that place. And I pray that we're listening. Amen. I pray that we continue to expect great things. So when we deal with doubt, know that God's in control. How about this one? We're on a roll. Dealing with disappointment. Oh, man. Anybody deal with disappointment? Hands, feet, up, all that. Yeah. Never give up, always look up. You know, I, I think a lot of times that we quit too soon. Years ago, I did some research on things, and somehow I started Googling this, and about so many people that were running races, or, or this one particular thing, somebody was going to swim this particular length of, of, of water, and they, they quit. And they were like 50 feet. 
from that. They had trained for years. And you know, 25, 50 feet. I don't want to be out at Parklawn or wherever they put me or whatever and think, man, if I had just kept pressing in. If I had just kept pressing in, there might have been some more people to, to know Jesus. I, I, you know, when, when we're doing this stuff, you know, behind the scenes, and, and I get all worked up because they said, well, you know what we could just do? No, I want it to go out to the world, right? It ain't about, but let me tell you something else real, real fast. I pushed this thing back doing these, these online things for a while. I really did. That was me. And one day in January, God got a hold of my heart, and it was snowing out. And I thought, well, oh, man, Lord, I don't want people to come out and, 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 and be unsafe and things like that, you know. And I was sitting I was sitting in my little office, and I had my phone. I was looking. I was thinking, i got to call everybody and see what's going on. we got to make a decision because it's bad weather and all this. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you can tell them about me right where you're at. And I clicked on that thing. I didn't rehearse nothing. I just was, and I started sharing a message. And God showed me in one little snippet of getting out of the way and talking about him, we got 2,800 hits on that thing, on that first thing we did. Guess what that means? Buddy, you better get out of the way. It's not about you. It's not about you being comfortable. It's not about all those things. Because, you know, I'm thinking, man, well, if I say something wrong, it's live. Woo! You know? The devil's just, oh, man, what, what about this? What about this? What about this? You know what I do now? Lord, please fix this. Lord, help me to hear what, what you're saying. Make it not about me, always about you. And sometimes, and I look back, dealing with the disappointment, I, I realize it's God's time, and I know he works with our disjointedness. But I think, man, just think about it. Start doing that earlier. Maybe we could have reached more people. But God said, but you're doing it now. See, that's the grace of God, right? But you're doing it now. See, I can keep going, man, we should have done this. We should have done that. And just beat myself up. or should have said, how can we make it the best today? How can we make it the best today? Lord, help us to do this. When we started doing this live stream stuff here, I talked to people all over the place. I went to my church buddies. I went to my pastor buddies. They said, well, what you need to do, you need to get a big board. And you've got to have a guy to work the camera. We've got to do this. You've got to get this type thing and all this. And I'm going, I did all that on the phone. I appreciate your input. Well, you got to have the right lighting. you got to do this. They were telling me all these things we had to have to qualify to do that. I was like, I don't think we do need to do that. I thought, well, if i got a little phone and we got an iPad, let's keep messing with that. So we kept working with that, working with that. Tim's researching this and Tyler's doing this. Tom's looking at this back and forth. And you know what? They get the message. So all that to be said, with all the disappointment and stuff, just start from what he told you last don't look back. Move forward. Don't live in a woulda, shoulda, coulda. And that will change your disappointment attitude. And say, Lord, I'm available today. This is what we have. Lord, we'll use it for you. That works in every area of your life. Your finances, your time, your prayer time. Any of those things. Keep on moving. Let's pick up some speed here. Give God the glory. Give the glory to God when we, we see these things. I give the glory to God. Lord, I thank you that we have a place today to come when our when our uh, area wasn't available. I thank you, Lord, for everybody regrouping and, and, and coming on in. Man, God is working these things together. A lot of times we say, well, man, we can't get down to our building. we got to move more stuff. I'm so disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Guess what? 
Got some smiling faces in here. We got an internet connection. God's using this all over the world because you guys are faithful and God gets the glory. Amen? Check it out. Every second counts. Every second counts. Now, we don't think about that in the big scheme of things. Like I saw the guys I work with, they're, oh, I'm going to retire in 12 years. I'm retiring eight years. It's been about a year since we've been in this building here. And I guess my brain's just a little different sometimes. I started thinking about all that God had done in the last year. Last year, we weren't doing the live stream. Last year, a lot of you guys weren't even here. Isn't that amazing? Look how God's grown that. Last year, we, we didn't have the text to give. We didn't have the different thing here. We didn't have the expansion of some of the, the, the website. We didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle that we got in, in some of the technology and stuff. God is working through you and through others, and he gets the glory, but he's expanding those things. So we turn around and go, wow, I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to waste a second. I don't want to waste a day. Today, today, God gives us this gift today. Everybody's here. And I pray all of us will make it on through. What are you going to do with that gift of today? What are you going to do? How are you going to invest that? And I wrote this down. Live your life to death. The fruit of passion grows from a heart that cares. I'm going to live this life out, man. I'm going to live this out. You know what helps keep my mind in check? I got an 88-year-old mom, right? And I see her about every day. I talk to her three or four times every day. Whatever it is. And I, I, I keep thinking about that. See, when your mom is 88 years old, you don't know if she's going to answer the phone when you call, when you wake up. You don't know if you're going to be able to get over there in time on your lunch break to, to, to have lunch with her. You don't know. So, see, that's in my forefront of my mind all the time. But guess what? Just because she's 88 don't mean that it couldn't happen to somebody that's 10 or me, myself. But that is on my tape. Always. Love you. If I talk to you guys and I tell you I love you, on, on the hand, don't think, what's this problem? Just want you to know. Just want you to know. Not just words. Want you to know. Because so many times we think we're going to get another day. We're going to get another minute. We're going to get another phone call. We're going to get this. Unfortunately, just uh, did a funeral last week, I think it was. Lady went to sleep and never woke up. And she was not that old. You just don't know. But I'm not here to talk about death as much as I am to talk about life. Let's live this thing, man. Let's live this thing. So how do we deal with disappointment? We give the glory to God. We keep on moving. Now I want to get to this. Now we went through the tough spot. We're going to get to the good part. Everybody ready for that, right? Live in grace, not guilt. Sometimes we can live in guilt, man. The woulda, shoulda, coulda stuff. God answered to guilt. Look at these some of these scriptures I want to read to you, okay? John 129. Write these down. You can pull them up later if you want to. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He takes away the sin of the world. Not just for a, th a chosen few. Not just for the nice guy. Not for, just for, for folks from Buckrow or Pocosin. Right? For all those who call upon the name of the Lord. And see, it's available. He takes away the sin of the world. But we got to receive it through faith in his son. Amen? What else we got? Hebrews 9.26. But as it is, he appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. How many people are thankful for the cross? That's the deal. That is the deal, friends. That's the whole picture. Isaiah 44, 22. I've swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me. For I have paid the price to set 
you free. Man, you know, that's awesome, isn't it? That's a song right there. Swept away your sin. Scattered your offenses. For I have paid the price to set you free. Man. Something just popped in my mind. Can you imagine your, your kid gets uh, to the age and they want to drive the car? Right? That's a prayer request already, right? And they say, Mom, Dad, can I, can I, have, can I have the keys to the car? Can I drive the car? And you go, yeah, here, here's the keys. And they go, but can I take the car? He said, I'll give you the keys. But, but I want to drive the car. Can I go down to Sally's house or Jimmy's house? Or, here's the key. And they don't take the key. You said, what in the world are you talking about? He's already given us the key. You see this? He's already given us the gospel. That's the key. Jesus is the key. He says, here, take the car. Here, take the freedom. Here, take the grace. Here, remove the guilt. And we go, yeah, but forgive me. Yeah, but forgive me. But, but, but do you receive it? That's what I'm getting at. Do you receive it? We have that right there. We have the keys to the kingdom through Jesus Christ. Take that and open the door and step into that favor, the grace, the, the mercy. Amen? That's what I hope we see today. Over and over and over, man. i, I got to read that again. I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me. Look at that. It sounded like they might have walked away a little bit. Have we ever walked away? Yes. He doesn't say, well, you walked away from me. You're out. Oh, return to me. For I have paid the price to set you free. Man, I tell you what, I hope we grab a hold of that today and realize that God is in the setting free business. Got a few more things I want to share. So today, I hope that we can turn around and take a little bit of inventory of our life. Is what you're doing in your life working? I talk to folks all the time. They say, well, I've been doing this, and I've been doing this, and I've been doing this. And I'm thinking, well, if that worked, why are you calling me? But then they want to argue that they still want to do what they were doing. And I say this. If what you're doing is working, then why, do you, why, why are you in that spot? Guess what? We need to take time and check out what God says. Check out what God says. So if it's not working, guess what? We need to change our path. Amen? It's not as hard as we think. We just need to ask the Lord to help us with that. And here's something else. Don't compare your life side to side with people. Amen? We're running that race and we go, well, man... At least I'm not as bad off as that Buddy Chapman guy. Whoo, man. Not as bad off as this person. Everything else. Instead of looking forward to that of Christ. Pressing in and running that race. I always say this. If, I, if I've got any input at all in heaven and you want to know where I'm going to be, I'm going to be the guy hugging the Lord. Y'all know I'm a hugger anyway. <laughs> when I go in, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? He's like, where's Buddy? He'd be like, prying him off me. Man, Lord, thank you. God, thank you for what you've done. All those crazy things that I've done and said and this and that. Lord, that, that we couldn't make it on our own, but you came and died for our sin. Man, you know, when we get that in our heart, man, you know, you, you know when you, you <laughs> just popped in my mind, your kids go to school and you say, how come you got a, a, a C or a D or whatever? And they go, the teacher doesn't like me. Right? <laughs> Has that ever happened? I must have had a whole lot of teachers that like me. I don't know. <laughs> but you think about that. You can't say that about God. He loves you. He loves you. I want you to hear that today. God loves you. So don't look side to side. Look to the Lord. And I said, check your center line. Check your heart, man. 
Check your heart. What's going on? What is God showing us today? With today's message, what is God showing us today? What are we allowing to get in there to block that grace? We're letting guilt come in. We're letting disappointment come in. We're, le we're letting all those different things come in. What else did we talk about? We talked about being delayed. We talked about being uh, living in doubt. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I've talked to people so many times. I say, hey, what do you mean? You ready for a good day? Well, I doubt it. Well, I can tell you what, I help you with that. I don't even doubt it now. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a good day for you, bud. Because <laughs> you've already purposed it in your heart. Or, I hope so. Not the hope so of the Bible. Great expectation, knowing God's going to come through. Well, I hope so. Man, we don't have to live like the world. We do have to live in the world, but we don't have to act like the world. We don't have to be like the world. And I pray that we reflect God into this world. Amen? I hope that's what we do. So look at this. I want to challenge this. Challenge yourself. Uh, and I'm glad I wrote that. I'm not challenging. Challenge yourself. You know what God's talking to you in your heart. You know what God's sharing with you. You know, set a time aside for praying and fellowship and praising the Lord. Man, even if it's just baby steps, invest in the things of the kingdom. I went back a while back and somebody asked me, said, man, do you got you any of your CDs and stuff like that? I said, yeah, we got some CDs and stuff. And I, I, after you record a CD, I know for me, after we record something, I have listened to that song so many times, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Does that make sense? Because I'm not listening to it. I'm listening to, oh man, oh, I should have done that. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm moving all these things. We're in the studio going back and forth. And, and you're listening. You just want it the best you can. And then I go back and I listen to stuff and I go, wow. Not the music, not us, the lyrics. Some of the things that the Lord was teaching me back then. And I go, wow. And the song that we're going to send you out with is called Heal This Heart of Mine. And it was a time when I was going through, through different things in my life. You know, and it starts out, I'm looking up, feeling down when there's no one else around. I'm seeking you when you're seeing me. And there's nothing in between. I was being real. I'm looking up. There ain't nobody else around. There ain't nothing fancy. There ain't nothing pretty. There's nothing good going on. There's nothing in between, Lord. I'm looking up. I need some answers. My heart is hurting. I need I need you to heal this heart of mine. You know? And I tell you what, if, if, if you think that a pastor got it made, that's not the case. If you always want somebody to pray for you, you can always pray for a Because guess what? I still get a VEPCO bill, don't you? <laughs> I still got kids. I still got a marriage. I still got all those things. And it's not about, but I'm just saying, never think anybody is in an untouchable situation. Nobody's in an untouchable situation, right? But with that, I want to couple hope with that. You're never in an untouchable situation that God can't touch you. And that's when we play this song today. It's not about the music. It's not about the pitch and the tone and the, and the, and the musicians. I want you to hear the words. The thing with me, I, I love art. I know y'all can't believe that. You know, well, I'm saying, well, you can't draw. You know, I can't draw anything like that. But see, when, when, I, when we have the privilege of writing a song, to me it's like making a picture. When I was reading some of that stuff, I sweep, I sweep your sin away like the clouds. I can see that in my mind. I can see those things. I was like, man, that is amazing. He, he's writing a, a, a picture. He's drawing a picture with his words. Look through Psalms. 
Look through all of God's word. He's painting a picture of his love letter to us. Will we open it up? Will we let him heal our hearts? And I pray through that today that, you know, we covered a lot of ground. We talked about doubt. We talked about delay. We talked about disappointment. Those are just three things that I wanted to kind of hit today because I believe everybody has dealt with them. Some of us are dealing with them right now. And if you're not dealing with it right now, you will deal with it in your life. That's just life. But you have the opportunity and the privilege to walk in grace and not in guilt. To walk in healing and not in in the sickness of, of the things of this world, right? God has a master plan for each of us. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for today, and I thank you that you work all things together for the good. And Lord, I am just humbled at the opportunity that you give us each and every day to serve you, to be called your children. And if you're listening today, I'm I'm speaking to you guys as well, not just the folks that are here, but the folks that are available. And I pray, Lord, you heal hearts today. Lord, that you heal relationships and restore relationships today. Lord, that you help us to get back on the center line of life. That we just don't walk away from the things of you, but we walk towards you. And we ask you, Lord, right now, if there's one here today that does not know you as Lord and Savior, touch their hearts, Lord. If there's one's listening, maybe weeks from now, months from now online, you're so glad. starts with that relationship, realizing that our sin separates us from an amazing, loving, awesome God who is holy, that cannot be around sin. And because of that, you sent your son. Jesus willingly came and took our place and died for our sin. But Lord, your love rose him again on the third day to give us the opportunity to come boldly to the throne of grace. If you believe that, that's the gospel message. If you ask the Lord to come into your life, the Bible is very clear. It says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I love this part. He goes on to say in verse 13 of Romans chapter 10, 13, it says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, if that's you today, if that's your prayer today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what? Pastor I pray that prayer today. We want to come and, and, and just love on you and help get you plugged in so you can grow deeper in the relationship. If that's you online today, send us a note so we can continue to pray for you. And thank you. We're going to send you out with a song that I talked about earlier. It's called Heal This Heart of Mine. And give us just a minute and we're going to set up and we're going to play that for you. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Did anybody get blessed in the message today? All right. I want to ask everybody if they'd like to, they could stand and we'll we'll sing this song together. Now, as we've
as we play this song, I pray that you listen with your heart and think about what we talked about today. Looking up, feeling down when there's no one else around. I'm seeking you, and you're seeing me, and there's nothing in between. The time fades into the past, and I'm down to my last breath. Oh Lord, send your presence to hear this sound of Oh Lord, please forgive me for wasting all this time. tune out here. Guys, please pass this on. Share the message. If there's any questions about what was spoken today, I pray that you let us know. We want to encourage you in the Lord, and we love you, and we will see you soon. Tune in to our website as well at keepthepromise.org, and keep passing on the good news. We love you.